Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Pods. I'm Deep T. And I'm Natalie. And happy Wednesday, guys. This is the episode I feel like most of you were waiting for. It is our dating series episode, something that we'll always continue on talking about. But today is all about dating, our dating updates, little scenarios we have found ourselves in recently. And then we also asked some of you to send in your anonymous dating relationship stories and we'll provide our advice. What it might not be good, but you know, here we are. <laughs> we're we're all friends here. So <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll try our best. But you know what? People have always come to me for advice my whole life. And I'm not good at taking it, but I'm good at giving it. So I'm excited for this series. <laughs> no, she is very, very good at giving advice. You really, really are. Um, I mean, sometimes I always thought like you're a very like positive, you are very optimistic person, but when you give advice, especially relationship or dating advice, you give it so straightforward and you're not very positive. (laughs) (laughs) You're always like, cut that bitch out of your life. And I was like, oh, I was like, okay. (laughs) No, I'm trying to be realistic. But at the same time, you have to go through what you go through. So yeah, exactly. Well, um, before we get into that, we have some love is blind news. We sure do. There's there's something in the air. There's something in the air. There's a lot of love and babies. But first up on the news docket, the married couples of season one, so Lauren and Cameron and Amber and Barnett, celebrated their five-year wedding anniversaries a few weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. Five years. Yeah, so they got married November 2018. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That just, I feel old. <laughs> Not even though. No, I know. I don't know. Wow. That's insane. Also, I congratulations can't believe, to them. Yes. Congratulations to those couples. I feel like Lauren and Cameron had so much love on social media. I mean, they are the it couple of the Love is Blind franchise. So no surprise there. But, you know, they had exclusive photos um, for People magazine. Um, they, I think, were like at in Las Vegas yeah, celebrating so they, their anniversary. Yeah. So they renewed their vows in like mm. a little ceremony. Um, I think they did like a um a thing with a uh Vegas hotel, I think it was. Okay. Like a little collab thing. And then they did um all these pictures. It looked beautiful. Oh, yeah, they are beautiful people and the photos mm-hmm. were beautiful. Um, yeah. but I felt a little bit bad for Amber and Barnett. I did see someone commented on like the post that people uh put up on their Instagram page of Lauren and Cameron, and someone commented, like, what about Amber and Barnett? And Amber, I think, commented back being like, Oh, like, thank you, but we don't want the attention. But yeah, I, I still feel like I still felt bad because I feel like they've kind of removed themselves from the franchise, which makes sense based on the backlash they got from there after the altar. Um, But I don't know. It's just, I feel like they're kind of like forgotten. 
a little I bit? think I think they want to be. You know, yeah. I I feel like they distance themselves for a reason. And I think it comes back to, again, trust with the production company. And I think that's really what it stems down to. Because I'm sure, like, Amber trusted the situation of After the Altar. But then, you know, obviously her... She was just like, I I don't know. I don't want to put words in her mouth. But I think that they are purposefully trying to distance themselves. And so for that, I'm like, I'm proud of them for that. They're not, like, trying to you know, be too much into the limelight and just kind of live their own lives. And I still follow them and I see what they're up to, which is nice, but they don't yeah, post good, that yeah. much. I don't, I don't blame them either. Um, yeah. I feel like because they were season one too, the backlash was so big. Like remember when Jessica, like in her villain role, when their season came out, like there was memes of her everywhere on my feed. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't even watched the season yet, but I knew exactly who she was because she was, just like memefied so hard. Like yeah. people were posting her everywhere. No, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, so, it's yeah. kind of wild. But also from season one, Giannina. Oh my gosh, our girl G. And okay. the Bachelorette's Blake Horseman announced that they're expecting their first baby. I know. How so, crazy is that? I'm so excited for her. Like already she's, I just know she's going to be such a cute pregnant woman. Like she already has a tiny little bump and she's so cute. Like I just yeah. can't say enough positive things about her. I fucking love her. I wish it, it's so hard. Cause I wish everyone like was able to see the Giannina as she is today, because I think that her edit on season one was a little bit like, you know, like messy, but she was so young. I think people forget that she was like 25 and now she's 30. Um, But when we met her for lunch here in Chicago, I was like, wow, you are so down to earth. You are like very, just very loving. She is very, very kind. Um, I just, I feel like her edit on Love is Mine season one did not do her justice. And I think that also was a reminder for us about how like what we see on the show, like the edit that people get on the show isn't always reflective to like who they are every day. Oh yeah, absolutely. You're seeing like such a small part of someone's life, but yeah, no, I I completely agree with you. It's like such a different vibe when you see somebody in person and you're around their energy versus seeing like little tidbits of their reactions to like a situation on screen. Like it's such a different person, you know? I know. I always have to like remind myself like, hey, just like I think I'm very different than how it's portrayed on the show. Like that is one dimension of me and I have, you know, different facets of that make up who I am. Uh, That's the same for everyone across the seasons. I remember um, we went a little bit hard on Yoli from the ultimatum Queer Love season one. But um, she is now based in Chicago. And I was talking to I was at this influencer event. And I was talking to a content creator who had met Yoli and they're like, she is, we watched the ultimatum, but she is so nice in real life. She's very like giving kind, considerate. So that's just a reminder that like we are reacting when we do our recaps just to what is on screen versus people as people. So, and also not to mention like somebody in a relationship and what they do and seeing such a small snippet of that relationship is way different than someone how someone acts like socially with friends or new acquaintances. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. Continuing our baby news, season four's Bliss and Zach announced they are also expecting... This is the first baby from a couple who met on the franchise. So this is 
very, very exciting. Um, I feel like Vanessa, this is like her dream right now. She's probably like <laughs> wahooing in her oh, home. So she's so happy. <laughs> I know. I'm sure. I saw a comment somewhere on like one of the the posts about the pregnancy where it says, "Congratulations to Bliss, Zach, and Vanessa Lachey." Yeah. So another comment was like, "Vanessa is foaming at the mouth right now, like so happy." <laughs> I was like, oh my God. But also, I am so surprised that the the first Love is Blind couple baby is from season four. I for sure thought it would be a couple from season one, but like I'm so excited. Like the first Love is Blind baby, like what's gonna happen? Are they is I wonder if they're gonna do like little baby clothes merch now and like like baby bottle, like I don't even know, love is bottle. <laughs> Or baby is blind. <laughs> baby blind. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I think it's really great. It's very, very sweet. I think it shows that like these relationships, most relationships that are formed on Love is Blind are very serious relationships, yeah. like serious marriages. But I think regardless if a couple chooses to have kids or not, um, you know, like I don't think it indicates like anything you know, beyond that. But I think it shows like, I don't know, it's not just for TV. I think this is just yeah. kind of one like a, a little pinpoint of that. You know, and it's it's interesting that you bring up timelines too, because I think when like big news like this happens, where again, there's so many milestones happening, like for example, the five-year anniversaries that are being celebrated, you know, um, the two baby announcements, I think like it makes me kind of think about my own life. Not mm -hmm. in the sense that like I'm trying to compare in any way, because listen, everyone's path is so different and you should embrace your own journey to whatever milestone. But it does make me like take a step back and think like, oh my gosh, let me assess where I am in life and like think about it. Um, but I've been thinking about dating a lot, which is very fitting for this episode. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I mean, I feel like it. there's definitely like a pressure now to settle down and I hate that there's this pressure yeah. but I definitely feel it not only you with like the it. love is blind franchise mm -hmm. I tend to kind of like that doesn't impact like what I think about when you know like timeline in terms of like settling down having a family but with my friends like with my mm -hmm. non-LIB friends like my friends are now getting engaged getting married thinking about having kids having kids um or just like thinking about things like buying a home together, um, you know, what their future looks like being, you know, combining families, um, things like that. So obviously I'm not having those thoughts and I'm getting to a place of like, wow, I would like love to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I agree with you. Like sometimes I do have those thoughts because my childhood friends, especially coming from like a smaller city, they're all of the mindset of like starting a family young. And mm -hmm. um, I'm just like not in that mindset. Like if, if I think about this all the time, imagine if I had said yes to my mom and gotten married at like- Your 20, mom? Yeah, she wanted me to get married at 20, 23 as soon as I was out of college. And to like who? she had she had an arranged marriage, like oh no way. I didn't up. know yeah. this. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. So she like wanted me to get married right after college. She's like, now you're done. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I want to live on my own. I want to do my own thing. Imagine if I had said yes, like none of this would have come to fruition. Like, 
just being on the show, having this experience, meeting you, having this podcast, all the incredible opportunities that I've been given in life. Like none of that would have happened Mm -hmm. had I succumbed to someone else's timeline. So like, I do think about that sometimes where I'm like, oh, like I wish I was married. I wish I was this, but then it's like, but then you wouldn't have all the things that you have now, you know? So I'm like, okay, we cannot compare. Okay. I I love talking to you because like, this isn't the first time we've had this conversation where sometimes I'll be like, oh, like, you know, like when we were um, thinking about egg freezing and Mm -hmm. like going through that process, I'm like, oh, like, I feel like the pressure, like, should I do it now? Because I don't know what my future looks like, but I want kids. And then you feel this weird pressure of like, do I have to start thinking about kids right now too? Um, But then I remember you saying like, oh, but look at how like we've been able to achieve other things like our our dreams to just like try something new and get out of the box and i was like you're right i think that if i focused on just getting married you know trying to find someone to like have kids with or like a family with mm-hmm. we wouldn't have gotten this far yeah that's why i'm like i'm thankful for the journey but you're right in the sense that like if you're feeling like okay i do want a partner now to go through life with i think that's important um, I, yeah. I don't know. Have you, well, can you, first of all, can you give us a little update on what's going on with your personal life and, and the dating world? Because a lot of people have been asking like what's happening, especially because in our last couple episodes, you know, he kind of make a, made a little cameo appearance. <laughs> so I'm like, when he decided to use the bathroom during our recording and I was like, really? Yeah. It's like, you couldn't wait like 10 more minutes. <laughs> Um, um okay are you talking about new york boy yes of course i'm talking about new york is there another boy <laughs> so um we are still talking uh we actually Ooh, i was thinking about saying this and i was like i'll just say it to see if anyone else can relate but um we took a little break like we broke up for a little bit um because we couldn't figure out our future in terms of like location. So he's obviously based in New York city and I'm here in Chicago Mm -hmm. and, um, we felt like it was too early to even decide on a future and our leases were ending soon. And we're like, what do we do? Um, and so we're like, maybe we should just like end it. Like this is really hard to start a relationship from like starting long distance from the very beginning. And then, you know, we got back together and now we're just taking it like even slower just to see if we could like make it worth. And this sounds bad to say it like this, but if it's worth it, here's, here's my thing. Like my entire family is here in Chicago. How I envision my future is that I would have kids and live near my family. Like they'd be raised and have like grandparents around their, their aunt, who would, who's my sister. And cause that's how I was raised. And it was so uh, like, I loved it. I loved mm-hmm. just having my family around me. I already did the stint of like moving, you know, um, I lived in, uh, San Francisco, Atlanta and Boston before I moved back to Chicago. And so like, for me, I'm like, Oh, I've already tried everything. And I've always wanted to come back to Chicago. Like, I think I'm just like, love living here. So I don't know when we were, I wouldn't call it a break, but when we broke up, I immediately like, I like immediately went to my back burner options from 
yeah. like a few months prior. That's what the back burners are for. And I went on dating apps and everything. I was like wild. Yeah. And you were I was feral. I, I was a little feral. I was swiping on dating apps as if I looked like Gigi Hadid. Like, <laughs> I, I was like I was that's what you do though. That's what the fucking difference is between dating apps and seeing people in real life. You like connect with their energy or you're like, oh, there's some chemistry here. But when yeah. you're on dating apps, you become so judgmental. Not you, but like yes. people. You become No, so, I'm judgmental. Like, yes. And you're like, oh, what do you do? Like and if you meet somebody out at a bar, you're just like, oh, I, I didn't even ask you what you did until like the third date. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I know. I but, feel like yeah. if I meet someone like in person, so not on a yeah. dating app, not through social media, I'm like, they could, they could literally be my opposite type. And I feel like if I feel some sort of like fun chemistry with them, then I'm in. It doesn't matter what their job is, how much they make. I don't care if he lives in a shoebox. I'm like, I'm in. But on a dating app, I was like, I want like George Clooney circa yes. 2005. <laughs> circa like, 2005. So that's who you're in. Okay, that's your type, you huh? you need to make at least $10 million or I'm out. Uh, I don't want to work anymore. I want to lay down. <laughs> I want to be on a yacht. No, I want to sleep till 10 a.m. every day. <laughs> well, with your nine hours, Danny's taking care of my kids. I was going to say with the That's amount of I nine hours of uh, sleep that you get, you're probably already yeah. sleeping till 10. <laughs> okay. In our last few episodes, when I talked about how I get nine to 11 hours of sleep, people are like, oh, I used to get that much before I had kids. And in my head, I was like, okay, now I got to marry like a multi-billionaire because <laughs> I'm not giving up. That was 9 to 11 hours of sleep. For my would, child? <laughs> no. I know if you're I have, kidding, but... I'm literally not kidding. If I need a multi-millionaire husband or billionaire, preferably, but like that's a very closed like set of people, like a very <laughs> small population. Okay, multi-millionaire. I need him to like invent a robot who will just like, you know, like nurse my kid in the middle Absolutely of the night. Absolutely not. You and I are such opposites because I'm like, please take my sleep. I want to have a baby so badly. I just don't want the partner yet. What? <laughs> I want a baby, but I don't really want the significant other as much as I do the baby. Isn't okay. That, isn't that crazy? I, I've wanted to be a mom since I was like probably 20. Like I've just I've always had it in me. Like I was babysitting since I was like 16. Always wanted that life. That's the one part about not being in a relationship that I'm like kind of like, oh shit. Like as I'm getting older, I'm going to get more tired if I have a baby. <laughs> like, um, yeah. but, but anyways, back to the whole dating app BS world. <laughs> world. I that's why I'm not one of the reasons why I'm not on dating apps is for this reason. It's because I have such high expectations, but like also I'm not perfect. So like why do why are my expectations so high? No, I'm telling you, I swipe like a supermodel yeah. as if I'm like yeah. a literal like a Dior Chanel mm -hmm. supermodel. Well, you are. <laughs> <laughs> no. With okay, I know most of you are listening. I have this huge gigantic pimple on my cheek. That's all I had to say. <laughs> That's it. That's the story. And I look like the man right now who smells people hairs from Charlie's Angels. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? That villain? He has no like idea. a middle part and he wears a suit that's pinstriped. And then he like cuts one of the angel's hairs, like just the tip of like, just, and then just sniffs it. He loves like sniffing human hair. What about that? What, wait, what's the connection here? Oh, I look like him right now. <laughs> 
Wait, I want to look at, I want to see. Okay, I'm gonna, can I okay, really look at, well, look after it? this, you could look it's up fine. I'll look it man up. who, actually, go look it up right now. Sniff I, hair Charlie's Angels is what you should Google. Sniff hair Charlie's Angels. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking this up. Sniff hair. Yeah, and then he makes out with Cameron Diaz, who's like, obviously in Charlie's Angels. Like the reboot movie version. Oh my fucking God, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm fucking crying. I'm okay i'm guys if you want to know what i look like right now if you're listening please google man who sniffs hair charlie's angel movie oh my god i'm fucking dead i would have never thought of this character i wow 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 i think wow. about him like really often every time i do a middle part because uh, okay, i just wait, I really? think about him <sighs> i could never do a middle part i'm so millennial i could never <laughs> No, I know. It really hurts I'm my soul every time. <laughs> Going back to the dating apps, um, the thing that was really hard about being on them is I feel like one out of three matches knew I was from Love is Blind. Like, so mm -hmm. I was on Hinge and the way it works is like a guy who is, if a guy swipes right on you, he can either like, send you a like or like write something as he sends you a like. Yeah. And all of it was like, are you from that show? Love is blind. Or they'd be like, wow, you really like dodged a bullet like that guy. Mama. Or like something along those lines. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's so I don't know. It's like so it's embarrassing. Annoying. Yeah. It's not embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It should be embarrassing to them because these are men watching it. And I'm just going to like, why are you? Why are you watching the show? Why are yeah, you, why are you watching it alone? But really, though, why are they why are they sending you a message like that? Like as if if you sent them that message, it's going to make it any like if it's going to give them any like credit or brownie points to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to message like Natalie this and she's going to actually pick me. You know what I mean? Like, why would you think that that works is my question. Yeah. So um, Hinge was weird because I did see one of my exes on it and. Um, that was weird. And then he liked me and I was like, what do I do with this? And I almost thought about texting him, but I was like, eh, past is in the past. And then this one guy, we actually ended up setting up a date. Um, again, this is when me and New York boy were broken up. <laughs> and, um, I just want to make that clear. And, um, <laughs> So he's like acting like he doesn't know anything about me. He's like, oh, like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I do social media. <laughs> and he's like, oh, like, but where are you from? Like all asking me questions as if nothing. I don't give my last name. I don't give like any information of who I am. So he, we set up a date, but he tells me like, oh, after a date, I'm gone for six weeks because I'm doing this huge Asia trip. I'm going to Japan, Bali. And then I come back to Chicago. And the day after I come back, I go to Indiana. So he's like, I won't see you for six weeks. Just want to let you know. But I'd love to see you before I go on this like six weeks adventure. And I was like, okay. I ended up texting him and be like, hey, you know what? Let's reschedule until for like after you're back and see if we're still both up for it. Because in my mind, I was like, a lot can change in six weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's like, okay. He goes, um, you could add me on Instagram so you could follow along my travels. Like hope to see you in January. <laughs> And I don't end up like giving him my Instagram handle. So he asked like we could follow each other on Instagram. I kind of ignore that and be like, here are some recs for Japan because he's going to Japan. And I was like, okay, like, good luck. You know, maybe I'll see you in January. <laughs> January? Jeez yeah, Louise. that's when he's back. That's a so long anyways, time. So anyways, so that's that. 
he I'm follows so- me on Instagram. Oh, he found you? I don't know if he found me or like followed me already, but I found him. I looked it up because he had his company name of a company he owns on his Hinge profile. And he said CEO and founder of this company. And so it was very easy because it's like a one or two person company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a four person company. But I was like CEO of this company. Obviously, his name comes up. So I looked him up on Instagram and he already followed me. So he knew exactly who I was, but he was acting like he didn't. And I feel like that's creepy. That is creepy, actually. Yeah. And I'm really glad you didn't go on the date because uh, I don't think you're going on the date in January. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like no. Well, I mean, okay, can we just like really quickly think about that, though? Even if he did know who you are, I guess it's the opposite sides you're seeing. On the one hand, people are like, oh, my gosh, I know exactly who you are. And that's the first message you see. Whereas on the other hand, it's like they're pretending they don't know and like kind of easing into it. So I don't know. Which would you prefer on a dating app? That's such a good point. Well, I feel like he should have unfollowed me and just like acted like he didn't know me. But then that's like, like, no, but not no. And then bring it up in person after our first date. Yeah, like if things are hitting it, like, if you're yeah. hitting it off. The thing that bothered me about this guy is he acted like he didn't know who I was. Right, like and he's actively... he follows me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, if you already follow me on Instagram, don't act like you don't know. <laughs> like, just like be more like, oh, like, where do you live? I don't know. Like, I'm so dead. Can I tell you, this is literally some of the reasons why I hate dating apps. And I just nothing about it makes me like want to be like I'm going to sign up for this. The only reason I liked dating apps in the past is because it gave me confidence. It was an ego boost. It was that's the only reason I used it for, really. Like I'd be like, "Oh yeah, he's hot. Oh, cool. Like he thinks I'm hot too. Wonderful." Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And you just have like yeah. a little bit of banter, but I've never taken it seriously. And like I've just been in general thinking about like, I don't know. I just don't think that even if when I'm ready to start dating, I don't think I'm going to go back to dating apps. Can you tell us about your little dating situation? Because I feel like there's been quite a few ups and downs since <laughs> you last talked about Canadian boy. Yes, there has been lots of lots of things to uh, unpack there. Honestly, I feel like both of us in this like talking situation that we're in was just kind of like we were kind of using each other because I don't know we had a connection but I don't think like it's gonna go anywhere so I've like you know dissolved it (laughs) really like Like, actually dissolved it since like we we last spoke (laughs) we haven't completely moved on but like weirdly I don't know like we like have moments where we think about each other and we'll send each other things and I think that's like fine and we just leave it there but can I tell you like if I'm being super fucking honest with you I am for the first time in my entire life I am so 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 happy with being single and let me tell you a little bit about why I am super happy being single like and why I'm choosing to be single because I think like when people ask us updates about our lives they're like oh like who are you dating like what are you like you know that's always like kind of the vibe sometimes and I'm like why do I have to be dating somebody most of my adult life I have literally been in a relationship. In college, I dated somebody for three years. After that, like a year later, six-year relationship. And then one year later, it was love is blind. And then I'm finally like single. And it feels so good to 
kind of understand myself and really learn who I am as a person without a partner. I think it's yes. like... I've seen that in you. Okay. We've talked about this before. I feel like when you were with Kyle, you were like, there was what you do. And I think this is like your loyalty to someone is like, you focus a lot on them. You like make sure that like, if they're happy, you're happy type of thing. And I feel like, and if you guys, I know you guys don't really know deep deep. as deeply as I do. But one thing about Deep D is her happiness comes from like her friends and family's happiness. So like a big, I feel like you spend a lot of energy making sure the people around you are good. Yes. Um, And so what I love, and we've talked about this, what I love about like who you are today is you no longer are like as worried about other people's happiness, but like now your own. Yes, I'm like learning to set those boundaries, but it's been a journey and it's been a process. But exactly like you said, like in relationships, I tend to just like get so intertwined with my partner and like what his needs are that like Mm. I put myself second and I almost kind of lose my identity or I have in the past because I just feel like I need to become a version of myself that's almost perfect for my partner because I'm so scared of like being alone or just like I have fear of wholeheartedly like being myself because I feel like they'll leave me and it's such a terrible place to be but like a lot of my life I've lived like that because I didn't love myself and I'm truly I think I'm so grateful for the show not only because it gave me friendships but it also like gave me the mindset oh my gosh like you better love yourself and you better choose yourself first before you can even be in like a loving relationship because for me I feel like just in my next relationship I just want to be like whole like I want to be I don't know, different from all the other relationships that I've had in in the past where I just want to be so completely myself and be living in the version of myself that I'm super proud of, my healthiest self, so that I can add to somebody's life and, you know, and not take from them. Like, I'm not expecting my next partner to fill a void in me or to, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, feel like a missing piece of me or anything like that. You know, I'm looking for somebody that I can add value to and be like, this is what I love to do. And I hope we can like learn to build a life together from it. And like, you know, it's not as much like take, I don't know if that makes sense. Join us today during the Jeep celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Why are you still in contact? 
Ooh, don't even don't even get me started because I'm gonna throw that same question back at you. <laughs> don't you even dare. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think there's something about him. Okay, here's the thing. I'm not like actively seeking to be in a relationship. I'm not actively dating. And so I welcome communication if it makes sense. Like my communication with him doesn't hurt me in any way and I'm not hurting him in any way. There's expectations like we are long distance. We know that we're not physically seeing each other right now. And if we were to start seeing other people, I just know that our communication would probably dissipate. But if I think of a, if I'm listening to a song and I think about him, I'm going to send it to him. He does the same okay. thing for me. It's and just that's like a little flirty texting yeah. just to... Like, yeah, here and there, we're Have like, hey, someone. this made me think of you. Why not send it to that person, especially when there's no like ties to anybody else right now? Okay. Well, can I ask you, what are you doing? I'm actually like, well, I'm, I'm a dumbass. I'm I not mean. judging you because I think that you need to like take your time and get to where you need to go with this relationship and figure out what you need to figure out. But I also think that New York man, I just want you to say goodbye to him. But. <laughs> I will be here <laughs> waiting for well, the day. Uh, <laughs> okay, the only reason Deep D is saying this right now is because she wants me to get with her friend. Absolutely not. In oh. fact, oh, I wait, want actually. The <laughs> You're right. I forgot how that ended. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we were at a Friendsgiving um, party last week that was hosted by our friends, but they're closer. They're Deep D's best friends who I've gotten to know through my friendship with Deep D. And um, there was a guy there who used to live in our building, but like I, he lived in, in the building before Deep D had moved in. I would see him at the pool during the summertime and we got to know each other like pretty well. And then he moved out, um, didn't think anything of it. And then Deep D just decides to surprise me. <laughs> and she's all like, oh, this guy has had, or my friend has had an interest in you for like a long time. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't even know that he had an interest in you, Natalie, until that day, because he was actually like talking to someone else. And actually, you guys, for our listeners, I was literally telling Natalie about um, his girl that he's talking to. And I told this guy that has a crush on Natalie about how Natalie has New York dude. So oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I was it. telling them how they each had a person. But then at Friendsgiving, we were talking about how, you know, that there's potential to be single. And I was like, oh, I take I Natalie can't use his name. Date. Oh, I said his name. <laughs> can we bleep it out? That'd okay. be funny. <laughs> That'd be funny. Let's bleep it out. Let's bleep it out. Um, but this person, we'll call him Ed. <laughs> Ed. Ed was like, I have a crush on Natalie. I'd take her out on a date. And I was really, okay, I love being Cupid. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, that would be so fun. But then I thought about it because I she thinks don't... I'm evil. <laughs> she's she no this was I'm your scared. words deep d was drunk but this is what she said me. she goes i would support it i would you i would support it but ed's an angel and you are uh <laughs> you're i just you're gonna break his heart i just know I, it i, I just honestly, know it facts though ed is very wholesome hasn't i'm wholesome been- Hasn't had a girlfriend in a while. Well, you have New York, man. You're you're too emotional right now to be making. Oh, oh well, Ed. okay. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no, Ed. Uh, you are very wholesome too, but like 
Mm, oh, I think you're here. Mm, well, here's the thing. She's lying right now. DT on a is level, lying through her teeth right now. On a level like, of that wholesome. That is not what you said. On you a level and I go. What? On a level of wholesome here and you're here, but that doesn't mean both of you oh, are wholesome. Oh, I his name again. Whatever will bleep him. Okay. Ed. She's she is completely lying right now because I'm here's the thing about Deep D. Drunk words are sober thoughts. I kept Absolutely. asking I kept asking you that night. And Ayana was there too. So this is like a discussion between the three of us. So because what this guy, Ed, we're chatting and he asks me out on a date. And I was like, Well, you figure out like, you know, what's going on in your life, and we'll just like see. I was single at this point. I was still <laughs> Like I wasn't seeing, I wasn't seeing New York guy. (laughs) And he's like, we'll just, you know, we'll just see. And Deep D's like, yeah, like on the side, be like, I love this. And he goes, okay, like I'll text you. He goes, let me know. Um, like next week, like we'll just see. And I was like, okay. Like I was being awkward. I was like, okay. The moment he walks away, Deep D goes, don't you dare. (laughs) <laughs> go on a date with Ed. And I was like, why? Why? And then her and Ayana are like, are you kidding me, Natalie? He's so nice and so sweet and you're just going to corrupt him. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> and that that was the end of the conversation. Truly. I mean, so this wholesome shit is a big fat lie. Well, also, I'm pretty sure I said it in front of him because I was like, mm, I don't know about this. <laughs> oh, did you say it in front of him? I did. I said it in front of him because honestly, be I'm going to be up front. Both of you, I don't know, because here's the thing. I just don't want my two good friends to date because that doesn't end well. And I've been through the situation multiple times in my <laughs> life where two of my friends have dated and I've had to pick sides and I'm just, it, it gets complicated. So unless you're for sure and you're like, oh yeah, I have this attraction and you're not using each other for attention because you just ended it with your others, fine, go for it. But right now, I just feel like you guys are just trying to get together for a little ego boost. <laughs> no, I mean, look, didn't he say that? Oh, you know what's really funny though? I didn't think that he actually liked me. So in the pool, I'd be like gross. Like I'd be shoving oh, yeah. a sandwich down my throat and be like, nah, 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 nah. like I would just like eat it so fast in two mermaids. seconds. And I would just like burp and stuff in front of him because I thought like, oh, like he doesn't like me. This guy is very particular. Like he's like, I want you know, like a woman with who works out like I do. Um, like he goes, physical attraction means a lot to me. And then yeah, I feel like, you know, me. it must be something if I had my belly just out and me shoving like three sandwiches, Italian style sandwiches into my mouth. And like, literally, I did the little finger lip like. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that's funny. You are so fucking funny. That's why. But honestly, I would ship it if you guys were real about it. Yeah, that's what's tough. I have like, um, I don't commit like very fast. Like I. Really? You me. just did Love is Blind and got engaged in <laughs> eight days. Dude, that's what I'm saying. After that, I was like, hell no, this doesn't work for me. That's <laughs> like, I need an entire year to figure this shit dead. out. Um, yeah, I mean, no, I see it. You're right. Because I feel like if it ended badly, it would be awkward. Like I could never, I'm not very good at having like, cordial relationships with my exes no that sounds bad but you know like i don't want to see them again necessarily 
Yeah. So, and it, I guess it depends I, on how serious you guys are. But like, honestly, to go out and get a drink, who cares? Just go do it if, if you want to. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Who am I? I'm sure I can. I mean, uh, sadly for Ed, I'm going to have to pick your side if it happens. And you know what? You're adults. <laughs> yeah, Ed is dead. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Ed. I love him. <laughs> um, you can't spell end without Ed. <laughs> oh, <that was laughs> like, like if it ends, it's, you know, yeah. he's... <laughs> It's, I see the fun. joke you were trying to go for. It didn't land quite, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We didn't tell the Brussels sprout story. Oh, my God. The Brussels sprout story. First okay. of all, you're dead to me because of the Brussels sprout story. <laughs> Let me just tell you. I literally, in confidence, <laughs> said this to you. you Wait, let's you start the context. Same, same Friendsgiving. Obviously, same DT Friendsgiving. and I live in the same building. And so we went to this Friendsgiving together. Oh, like my we took gosh. Uber there and you want to share the details oh, about your Brussels goodness. sprouts that you okay, made? Okay, so you guys, I was following this recipe, but I had to quadruple it because it's a giant-ass Friendsgiving for like 25 whatever people. So I quadrupled it, but I was getting ready simultaneously and I accidentally overcooked the Brussels sprouts. And if you guys know anything about Brussels sprouts, it starts to smell like sulfur and it gets mushy. And <laughs> I tasted it and I was like, Fuck, the Brussels sprouts are mushy as hell. And I made an executive decision. I decided to order <laughs> some Brussels sprouts from a restaurant nearby to get it delivered to the Friendsgiving place. And Nat, how amazing was the timing though? Like it was about to show up at the exact same time we ended up there. It was amazing. No, it did not. We waited an additional 10 minutes. Okay. Her her delivery person ended up using the bathroom and I don't think it was just a number one. It was definitely a number two or literally- even three scale. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I don't know what the hell he did, but he definitely sat for at least five to 10 minutes. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? He's not moving. Um, Natalie, though, she records me and as she's recording me, I literally looked at her and I was like, you will be dead to me if you post this anywhere or if you tell anybody about this situation. Yeah, I'm recording her putting her bot, her restaurant bought Brussels sprouts into a um, aluminum container, which made it look like she made them from scratch. Which she did not. No one needs to know that. First of all, who's going to put out like five containers of small little Brussels sprouts? I I was trying to conserve space. If anything, that was me being considerate. No, there's no way. Because as I'm watching her do this and recording her, she goes, if you tell anyone, you're dead to me. 
She goes, if you post this anywhere, she goes, you're dead. So you're going to walk in and act like I made this. So we walk into the damn party and I keep saying like, wow, Deep D, what's the recipe for these Brussels sprouts? They're so good. <laughs> I told, you know, what's funny is I told you not to tell anyone, but I literally, after I walked in six minutes of being at Friendsgiving, I literally told three people. I, I was know. like, Shh, don't tell anyone. I was like, I'm the worst. <laughs> I know. She told like like some people, uh, but she didn't want to tell a few of her friends who um like to criticize her cooking skills or like think that Deep D can't cook. And then I posted it on my stories. I'm and Deep D was like, This is criminal. And her friend yeah. goes, Oh, Deep D didn't make those from scratch. And I was like, you know what's funny? No, she sure didn't. You know, what's funny is that like all the Brussels sprouts like were the first gone. And I literally was running around the whole place being like, oh, my God, did you guys see how good those Brussels sprouts are? Everyone had some. <laughs> I was fucking dying. Literally, but... There was like no more Brussels sprouts left. And I was there was 25 to 30 people there. And I was probably like 20 in line to like get food. And it was all gone. Because I Wait. want to sit down and make the joke and be like, mm, where are these Brussels sprouts from? Like, See, the universe is on this? my side. <laughs> and I couldn't even do it. I was thinking about making that joke all night and I couldn't oh even do gosh. it. Uh, people love the, the they from love scratch Brussels, Brussels sprouts. sprouts. Can Anyways. I tell you, I'm so mad that my friends question my cooking skills because they met me. These are like newer friends of like two years. They met me not in my cooking era. My cooking era was when I was in a relationship for six years and I had to cook this motherfucker food every fucking day. <laughs> you know what? I'm sick of it. I, I'm in my salad era. Okay. <laughs> I want to make merch with that. I had to cook this motherfucker food. <laughs> The other, if we did have merch, the other thing would be love that. <laughs> like, we got to do like because the like. amount of times we say like. <laughs> no, the amount of times you we go, I was I was gonna say you go. Wait, uh, so like when we transition topics, <laughs> oh yeah, or uh, I agree with well, you. I completely agree with you. <laughs> or I go like he said, quote unquote 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 quote unquote. <laughs> You couldn't pay me to do the quotes. Anyways, so merch coming soon. Merch coming soon. Uh, if you guys have any fun merch ideas for us that we've said that you like, let us know on our Instagram page at Out of the Pods, please. Wow, I love that plugin. Yes, let us know. But first on the list is definitely going to be like, I love that. Oh, I love that. I feel like, love that. Hey, one thing that Next we are question. is consistent. <laughs> Okay, anyways, we are really excited for this next segment. Um, so on our Instagram page last week, we asked you guys to submit your dating or relationship stories that Deep D and I can react to, provide our advice on, or just be like a listening ear. Um, so we're going to share some of the submissions that we got from you guys. So we're really excited to read them. Um, Deep D, you want to read the first story? Yes. Dude, can I just tell you, this is my literal dream. <laughs> I fucking love giving advice. So I'm super excited you for do. this. Okay. I love judging people. So this is great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. Okay. All right. Story number one. 
My friend of 10 plus years has been single for about seven years and has wanted to be in a relationship for a while. She's 31. Six months ago, she met a guy on a trip. They headed off and started dating. Within a month, they're at each other's places all the time. He's brought her as a plus one to at least five weddings since they've got together. And they said they loved each other about two to three months in. I thought it was a little soon to be so involved with their friend group and family. I wondered if he was the type that just wanted a relationship to do relationship things with but kept that to myself because they seemed happy and in love. Two weeks ago, she called upset and thought they needed to break up because he hasn't made plans to see her in about 1.5 weeks. Um, he's been texting her in a dismissive tone and doesn't seem to want to move the relationship forward. She said she felt like he doesn't want to be with her and grow their relationship. It seems like the only thing he wants to do is group things. She said she's felt like he's been a bit distanced the last few weeks. Then a day later, she says they're working through it. So seems like she's kind of flip-flopping. But he hasn't tried to see her to talk to her in person except for inviting her to a sports game, which is the effort for a date. But he hasn't come to see her in person to discuss their concerns with each other. Only text messages and phone calls. I personally don't think he's making the effort, and she thinks the honeymoon phase is just over because they've been dating for a while. I don't believe six months for the honeymoon phase to fizzle is normal. Should I be the supporting friend and wait till she comes to her own conclusion or try to talk to her about my concerns? I don't want to overstep or hurt her or make her feel like I'm judging her choices, but I do worry that this won't go the way she's hoping and that she's dragging out the inevitable and ultimately will be more hurt in the end. Ooh. Ooh, I have some thoughts. (laughs) Ooh, is this about me? (laughs) Is this play about us? (laughs) Wait, what? Uh, I'm dead. Okay, wait. Uh, I have some thoughts. Do you want to go first? (laughs) Okay. So as her friend though, I think you should only give your advice if she asks for it. I think that if she is trying to make the relationship work, you just need her to come to her own conclusion. Yeah. Like, no, I agree. I don't think, I think if her head is set on trying to make it work, like she's going to try to make it work, you could voice your concerns, but don't do it to a place where it causes friction in your friendship. Like it's yeah. her life at the end of the day, unless he's like, if she's being placed in a dangerous situation, he's abusive, whatever. Like, yes, then you step in. But in this case, I would say share your concerns if she's asking for it and then step out. Yeah. I think for me, I've been in both situations before. I've been the friend that... um like my friends have been trying to give me advice to get out of a relationship. And I've also been the friend who's the listening ear for somebody who's going through like a, a lot in their relationship. And I would agree. I think like, I think one, the fact that she, her friend is calling you this person who we're talking about, the fact that she's calling you and saying, hey, like I'm having issues, that already means that you're involved. So she's like, at some point, she's like asking for advice or she's like looking to vent something, right? So I think like, again, you have to be able to speak your mind and be honest about it and say, hey, like, I'm not sure if this is going to go anywhere, if he's treating you like this. And you should be very clear and tell her, hey, like, these are my concerns and I think you should have the same concerns. But then after you give her that advice, you just let her do whatever she wants to do because she needs to learn it the hard way and listening to a friend 
isn't going to just make her like make up her mind because if there's feelings involved, like it's just not going to work, you know? So let her play out her relationship, how she needs to, but you do have to be like the listening ear and, you know, just give her, be upfront and give her the advice that you, that you don't see it going anywhere, but like word it in a way that's not so harsh. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my okay. advice. It's very interesting. Um, because I disagree. I think the best way um is like one of the things that one of my best friends does to me a lot, which I really appreciate, is when I text her about like something I'm going through, like whether it's relationship or dating related, she always goes, Are you just looking to vent or do you want my advice? And sometimes I, exactly. I'm just looking to vent. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. my side is like, hey, if she is venting or she just needs someone to listen to her, be that listening ear if you want to. You could also set your boundary and just be like, no, I agree. I feel like this isn't going anywhere, like whatever. But yeah, like, like Deep D said too, if she asks for your like opinion or your advice, share it. And that's kind of, you just have to kind of like do do it for her. Do you mean, do you mean like, if she's constantly coming to you to vent, that can take a mental toll on you. And so you got to like set your boundary on how much of that venting you're you're going to allow. You know what I mean? Because if it's like a back and forth constantly, it gets draining for your friend. So, yeah, I always say like, I'm not sure. I don't know. It's It's tough because I've never been in a position, but I think I've heard within like, even talking to like other people is sometimes like friends will like trauma dump on their friends. So if it gets to a point where you just like, don't want to hear about it or you feel like, what are you coming to me for? You could also set that boundary. A hundred percent. Yeah. I've been that friend. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um. So yeah, you could, I, I would say, no, well, I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say um, it's okay to feel like, I think like in a friendship, you should be honest, but to a certain degree and allow your your friend to go through the relationship without intervening. But yeah, yeah, I agree. I think um, but I do think that based on what you laid out, yeah, there it is kind of concerning. I feel like it says a lot if someone just kind of becomes distant after six months. Um, there's one thing of like becoming more settled and comfortable in a relationship, but I think feeling some sort of distant and not seeing a lot of effort, like your friend and her boyfriend need to have that conversation of how she's feeling and he's either going to want to change it or not. So yeah, we'll have to see. Keep us updated. Yeah. All right. So here's another story from one of our listeners. It says, I am 26 years old, female, and currently live by myself in a tiny but expensive one-bedroom apartment. My boyfriend of three years rents an old house that belongs to his grandfather. My boyfriend has been asking me to move in with him with a plan to renovate the home together and eventually purchase the home at a decreased price for the work we put into it. It would not be a forever home by any means. It is very old and needs a lot of work, and most of what we would do would be cosmetic. The house is just a way for us to get a foot in the door during this crazy housing market. My issue is this. My lease is up in June 2024. I received an email from my landlord that I need to make a decision on re-signing by January 2024 because the demands for housing are that high in my area. My boyfriend has a roommate, we can call him B, who he has been friends with since childhood. Long story short, B moved in with him about a year ago. 
baby stays in his room nearly 24-7, has a child but is a deadbeat dad, so no custody, no effort, was fired from his job, and has no license. He took the bus to work initially. If he doesn't get a job, he will be kicked out of my boyfriend's house. But the kicker is my boyfriend somehow feels that the seven months between now and my lease ending isn't enough time for his roommate to find somewhere to live. I get it. He has no job. He's a loser. (laughs) And my boyfriend admits he is an asshole. I would have to move in and have this guy as my roommate for five months until November 2024, as that is the date my boyfriend feels comfortable giving as a timeline to move out. I cannot express how much I don't want to live with B, especially following a recent incident where I hosted a Friendsgiving with my boyfriend at their house and B contributed nothing to the event, which is okay because he wasn't explicitly invited, but proceeded to insult my friends during the event, partied with everyone, and then proceeded to eat all of the leftovers. I legitimately saw red after this. What do I do? My boyfriend and I have been arguing about this issue and I'm exhausted by it. My boyfriend feels that I am not willing to make this sacrifice to live together for a few months, and I understand he can't afford really to not have a roommate. My boyfriend feels as though I'm not invested in this relationship because now I'm dragging my feet on agreeing to living together. I love him. I see a future, but I know he struggles with confrontation and anxiety, and this isn't an easy situation. I feel so confused, and I need an objective outlook on the situation. The benefits would be B isn't staying indefinitely. I would save a ton of money moving in and would have a house instead of an apartment and be closer to my parents and finally get to live with my boyfriend. The downside is B, the roommate. Oh, I have a lot of thoughts. And okay, I, right off the bat, and when you were reading that, I was getting frustrated with her boyfriend. (laughs) Because, right? Like, if you're going to have a future with your girlfriend and you want to, like, take the step to live together, then I think that should be the step. It shouldn't be, let me live together with you and my, my best childhood best friend, who's also not the greatest person. I think that's just, like, strains the relationship. And this might be an opportunity for her boyfriend to really get out of his comfort zone and like, like tackle a situation that's right in front of him. And I'm sorry, seven months notice to have somebody move out is a long time. Like why would he be more than seven months? Here's what I don't get because she says, if B doesn't get a job, he'll be kicked out of my boyfriend's house. But the kicker is my boyfriend somehow feels like seven months between now and my lease ending isn't enough time. So I was like, if he does get a job, is he staying at the house? Regardless, it sounds like our listener does not want to live with B. And so if I were her, I would set the ultimatum of like, look, it's either I move in or I don't like I would set if I were her, I would set the ultimatum either I move in and you kick B out by the time I move in, June 2024, or we're not living together. I completely agree. I'm not agreeing to live with you and your friend. I'm agreeing to live with you, my boyfriend. That's yeah. If, the... if your boyfriend is saying you're not willing to make the sacrifice to live together, well, clearly he isn't too. It goes both ways, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like he should make the sacrifice of telling his friend like, hey, sorry, you have to move out. And literally giving him now till what June 2024 when you would potentially be moving in that is plenty of time 
That's so for much him to time find a place. I hundred percent agree. And also, it feels like you know, B is being a little bit coddled by her boyfriend because, like, I totally agree. When someone has a rough patch, be there for your friend. But in this instance, like the way she's explained it, it almost feels like her boyfriend is kind of like um, enabling B's behavior, and maybe he does need some tough love. And that is, you know, what and. Also, B should understand that, like, he's tr- her, his friend is trying to move on and create a life and a family. And yeah, he should be understanding of that. As much as her boyfriend might feel a little apprehensive and anxious about the situation, it's going to feel so good for him to just be like, hey, I want to prioritize my girlfriend and I want to start a life together. And it's just time that you move in. And seven months time is plenty of time for him to find a place. Yeah. I think it's like setting your boundaries. And honestly, um, I would say like, if your boyfriend is making you feel like you're not making a sacrifice, you're not invested in the relationship, you could say the same thing about him. Mm-hmm. He is clearly, you, that's your boundary. You don't want to live with B. Yeah. And and also, like, it's going to set a really good tone for you guys when you move in together, too, yeah. to be like, hey, this is my boundary. I think it, like, establishes good, I don't know, just good relationship skills to be like, let's work on this conflict together before we even move in. I think that's like, and how you handle that conflict together will say a lot about your relationship. And I think that's very important. So, yeah, I mean, I hope you, yeah, <laughs> I hope you figure it out. I would yeah. say like, I personally don't think you are at any means in the wrong. Yeah. I think that it's unfair. It sounds like because B doesn't have a job, he's probably living for very little rent or for free at your boyfriend's grandfather's home. And it's that's. I think that's not OK. Like, I don't know the circumstances and maybe. I think there's like a line of like helping your friend out. And then there's another line when it starts impacting your relationship. I think there's a line of like helping your friend. And then another line of like, how do you have it not impact your relationship to the extent it sounds like this is impacting yours? So your boyfriend actually needs to make a choice. It's not you that needs to make a choice. It's actually your boyfriend. Yeah. And also, I, I don't think that you should feel bad for our listener who's who's going through this. Don't feel bad about like not wanting to live with this person because your home is your sanctuary. That's where yeah. you like find comfort and like you should feel safe in that environment. And if someone's in your space that you don't want them to be, I think that's a wholeheartedly your right to be like, well, then I'll wait to move in with you if this is important to you. And you have every right to do that or tell him, Hey, I'm not going to live with both of you. It's you and only you. I think you're completely in the right to do that. So, yeah, I'm not lying. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm pissed at your boyfriend too. I kind of am too. I think he's just avoiding conflict with, listen, I, I hate conflict too. I hate confrontation, but this is a big deal. It's a big deal. And seven months is plenty of time, girl. Goodbye, B. Yeah. Anyways, so please keep yeah. us updated on this. I'm very, very curious. I know, I'm um, invested. We're going to continue giving our advice and insights on your dating and relationship situations in future episodes. So if we did not read your story today, do not worry. We'll probably read it in one of our later episodes. We hope we were helpful. No need to actually listen to our advice, but 
this, this is just what we think. So if you want to submit your stories, just go to our Instagram page. We have our contact information there. Yes. And make sure you guys leave a review and subscribe. See you next Wednesday. Bye. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.